refreshing on my side. Let's give it some time. No problem. Well, like I, I started off the, the podcast on the other side, stating yeah. that the Paddock to Podium podcast is going to be solely focused on the F1 season. Uh, me and you share a passion um, for F1, and I was saying we're the first to send memes to each other about the F1 after the yeah. race. We're like, like, that's the first thing that we do. So we thought, well, how better of a way to start this is, uh, is to get a, get a podcast going and make a, have, a, have a proper reason to, to watch the F1. <laughs> yeah, if I'm back, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm finally here. Yeah, look, look, that's one of the things. Everybody sees me with motocross and all of that. But I mean, since I was like a little girl or a little boy, whoever you want to say <laughs> it as, I've been watching Formula One as my dad. Um, yeah, mm. not, like really passionate about that. It's like that's my little hobby type scenario. Now I've, I've, so I'm trying to make it something more. You know, let's let's evolve it into something better. You know, there's definitely an opportunity in the market, and let's go for it. So. Oh, exactly, and we can share it. And actually, the first point, first point of order would be the past weekends. We'll catch up on the F1 season. Yeah, um, the drive to survive. I think that was a. a, a I don't know. I was the first. I told you that Friday night when it went live. The first thing I did was I got popcorn, made sure that I have enough snacks, and then I watched Drive to Survive all the episodes until about like ten o'clock. Uh, well, no, two o'clock in the morning, around about. And I was just like. Yeah, Hamilton champ this year. Oh, we've got some controversy already in the chat. <laughs> yeah, look, is there really? It's way hope. What? Is, yeah, look, so Stav reclaiming Hamilton the champ for this year. I don't know. I don't know, Stav. But yeah, look to get back. Drive to survive. Also, binge watch that over the weekend. Um, some fascinating things, and it's a nice little recap. You know, to get yourself ready for the 2024 season. It's something cool to watch before you know you like jump into that dive bomb and all of that. Uh, Exactly. The whole thing of like like starting off with the first episode, like obviously showing us like everyone beforehand was like complaining about how commercial the sport is and like this and this and that. But F1 is a big, it costs a hell of a lot of money to, to do to be at F1. And starting the first episode numero uno on the on Drive to Survive is like the money talks. Aston Martin, let's see how big Lawrence Scholes wallet is. <laughs> Yes, that guy just firing money left, right, and center. He's like, okay, cool. I'll fix, you know, like you fix this team with the, uh, what is his last point was and my wallet. I was like, you, yeah, that's flex move for a guy to just say, you know, I'm going to fix the team with my wallet. That's quite hardcore. Yeah, that's a, that, that's a you know, that's big a statement. That's a sick wallet, bro. That's a, <laughs> a person who's back pocket. I'm sure. Yeah, well, when your when your net worth uh, has a B in it, then uh, it, then you know it's uh, that you can probably fix it with your wallet yeah. <laughs> and not lands uh, a B with not lands uh, yeah with euro signs next to it uh, exactly. But then how perfectly uh, I think how perfectly their team is set up because they have Lance Stroll that's obviously there. With like okay, he has to be there. Like his dad's mission was to win a championship with his son. So that's never probably never going to change. But then having Alonso as like the perfect um, like mentor, like proper Yoda in the team there to guide that. And then the guy has speed. Like, I mean, he out uh, finished the um, Alonso a few times the last year. He was the guy that came on the podium. He was the guy that's always shining and always producing yeah. that. Even the yeah. thing is, Lance had his broken, broken arm right. hand and wrist and stuff yeah. like that. But but still, like Alonso coming up and coming to the party, and and like still showing he's got so he's got some speed. Yeah, he definitely he's not as slow as people think. You know, we all in, underestimate the fact that you look at these guys and you think, yeah, the guy like running in mid pack, 
as if as if he's now a slow driver compared to anybody else. Uh, but in his field, yes, he might be slow. But on a normal day, I mean, I'm sure you'll give some taxi owners here a run for their money. And that's not going. I mean, you know. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a great season. It's it's an amazing show. Um, I also think it's very like you have to watch it if you want to. If you, if you, I've met so many people that say, yeah, they don't enjoy Formula One, and then they watch something like Drive to Survive, the back end story thereof, mm-hmm. um, where where you actually find out like how these people really are. You know, we all seem like I think we we back for example, you look at Max Verstappen and, and Charles Leclerc and those guys on track, they look like they're going to murder each other, but then you see like behind these clips of these guys playing paddle together and you know just yeah. having a great time. I mean, so. It's it's you get to see the 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 back end of Formula One and not just the racing and the track and the everything. I mean, it's an actual expose. Like Formula One, people yeah. say it's boring, but it's an it's an actual expose. It's a whole weekend week leading up to the event. It's a big story. It's not just. I mean, if all of it, all the avenues and all the angles are off, now it's something crazy. Don't- it's, it, it's such a it's such a nice thing. I've I've heard so many people that started watching Drive to Survive and now they are very active F1 followers and they're not they don't just go okay cool they're gonna support Max or Lewis because they they the big guys and the the cha- like the champions in that sense like uh, I've heard guys that are P- Pierre Gasly fans like they legit like hey cool they follow Esteban Ocon they follow this guy they obviously everyone's a Danny Rick fan but I mean like the the, the, the in fact of like. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a cool way to normalize the thing because like um, yeah, it's it's just a thing of cool. Now those guys are relatable, and now you could not like they're millionaires riding in like how many like how many spec cars or whatever around the world racing there. But now that Drive to the Vibe show has normalized them a little bit, and like yeah, my main thing is it's just all the memes that kind of out of it like the like if you go onto the internet like the day after um a drive to survive ed and whatever the amount of memes and, and the funny side of the internet that comes out like in full force look it's it's something crazy you know you like you i mean when lewis now when lewis announced his, his big move to to ferrari i mean it just went crazy you know? yeah. It absolutely just went crazy. I think you still, I'm trying to recall like which one of the ones that was the funniest to me. I mean, you sent me a couple and I'm trying to recall like, uh, it just, it just goes crazy. Like they don't even, people have got no chill and they don't wait. Yeah. They, they don't no. wait for people to just jump on the bag wagon and just to run with that shit. They, they don't care. Oh, yeah. I love all of that. I, I really, really love it. I really love it. It's cool though, and it's becoming a more mainstream sport. And like, not that the guys couldn't make money in the thing, but it's now becoming a more of a like a like a normal conversation to like actually have someone follow the F one and relate to these guys. Like, get sad when when like on, on episode two when uh, okay, it's the whole fall from grace scenario where that we lost Danny, not lost Danny to kill that son, like he died, but like he, he just got back in the team and. He just like he's he's like trying to prove himself, and he'd gone back, and then Red Bull takes him back, and that whole like okay, now he's back, and then he breaks his wrist again, and then um, this had to come in. I'm like, it, it was it's such a 
Yeah, it's such an emotional roller coaster in that sense, which is awesome, which I enjoy. Like, I enjoy that side of it. It's the, the engineering. I'm a complete engineering nerd on that side to try and figure out, like, these cars. And I watch videos on how they paint the cars and how the wheels and everything, everything about the thing. But having that funny side to it and then the emotional connection to the drivers, I'm like, I couldn't, like, after the first episode, I couldn't help but just feel, like, happy for Lance, like, Lance Stroll. When uh, you're completing the race, like he broke his wrist, bad, still, has, still has stitches in his head, racing and still coming sixth overall. Wow. And uh, six in the in the dumbling. That's like you can't help but relate to him. Yeah, he's daddy's boy, and yes, he's there because daddy's money and all the like everything that you could mention yeah. about Lance Stroll. But but going there and having the balls to go and race with like stitches in your hand, still from your broken wrist, and still coming sixth gone. Yeah, yeah. Well. I mean, I the broken toes. Yes, you're right. Broken toes and well, accelerate. It's like and there's a shoot of there's a shot of fame going through. You know, like exactly. Yeah, that that takes some guts. So I mean, let's not let's not make any mistake. No. I mean, it takes some serious serious guts. And I th I still think I think they still had a tangle between him and and Alonso. They still touched a bit in the first mm. corner or something. Like, yes, 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 yes. Oh shit, man! Mm. As well, mm. and then and then they go through. I mean, Alonso coming in sitting P2. Was it P2 or 3? 2. And 3, then, 3. Yeah, he was on the podium. Yeah, he was on the podium. And then on gone with, yeah, and then, then a stroll with the, with the P6, I think. I'm like, what a great day. Like, what a great yeah. day to start off this season. With an injury, with all the drama, the new team, the whole scenario, all those big expectations. And then you just hear everybody's comments. So like, yeah, they obviously like they got some new aerodynamics and where the fuck did these guys come from? But I'm like, yeah, let, let's go, Aslanay, let's go. No, it was such a bar. It was such a. No, it's 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 awesome because the racing gets it gets boring. Like 99% of people like like they lose interest once they see. Okay, cool. Max took the lead on the first corner, and there he goes. And then within like half a lap, he's already four seconds ahead. And now it's just the thing of will the Red Bull last, and then it lasts until the race, and then he comes and wins the race. Mm. Like, uh, like even like myself, I'm a big, a big Red Bull fan, and I, I enjoy like like the team and like the dominance in the sport. But this year, I'm food. Like I've always been a McLaren, McLaren fan, but this year I'm like I'm supporting McLaren. I'm I'm a big Landon Norris fan, yeah. not just for his on track reasons, his racing side, but the content he's doing, the gaming side, and everything that he's doing for that side. Mm. But he's such a young guy and the other day actually natasha she was also like i think they mentioned his age and she was like this guy's so young like how can he be like he looks so mature for a guy that's like still in his early 20s and then and he races formula one he's got businesses he's got an apparel line he's got all these things that he's, he's building yeah, but, you know people mm. and cars as well karting yeah like, you know, so, like, so now all these things, okay, yes, yeah, the F1 money does help initiate, uh, like, make these things possible. Yeah. But, but still, it's it's still a, it's still a cool thing to know. But like, so I'm a, I'm a big Papaya fan this year. I think I'm gonna go completely orange this year and 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 support them. Look deep yeah. deep down in my heart, I'm a I'm a I'm a red guy. I mean, it's just how it is. I've always been a Ferrari fan. Even if you're even if you work for McLaren, you're still a Ferrari yeah. fan. Yeah, everybody's a Ferrari fan. But I'm old school Ferrari fans, so I mean, this uh, I'll stick to my I'll stick to my heart, and I but I do like drivers, like I do like everybody, but down in my heart, I'm a I'm a red team, so you know that's just that's just how it is. It's always been like that since the day I can remember, since I was a little girl. So yeah, 
Uh, and, and I think that's the, that's, the, that's the thing about Ferrari now. Um, obviously, new team boss, French team boss for the Italian team. And they now have to step up and they need to come to the party. They now the new Mercedes that's challenging Ferrari for that. I mean, last year's season, um, they were the guy, the only team to beat Red Bull the whole season. And now they have new team boss. Um, they, okay, they have a little controversy with the whole Hamilton starting uh, starting later. But I mean, joining later uh, in 2025. But Still, Carlos Sainz looks motivated. Charles Leclerc is even more motivated because he wants to be the number one driver and he wants to like show that he can be the lead guy. And that not that I think when Hamilton steps in there, he's still going to be the the second tier driver. Doesn't matter what, it's still Hamilton. But the fact of it is that he's now trying to step up and making sure the cars, the next cars, built around him because he, he could influence the design so that car leads a bit more towards him this year. Yeah, he's got a very large influence there. He needs to, he's got a big target on his back, I think. He needs to definitely show his grid this year and make sure that he performs very well, um, especially based on, on Miss Hamilton coming over next year. I mean, that's a big thing. That's a very big thing because yeah. that's going to determine, uh, that's probably going to be the most difficult thing for next year leading up is who's going to be first and who's going to be second tier driver for the team. Because yeah. now you're sitting with two, you're going to sit with two individuals. I mean, two fantastic, Fantastic drivers. I mean, take no credit away from Charles Leclerc. He just a he's a phenomenal driver. But then you've also got the seven point five times champ, you know, Lewis Hamilton. And that and we all know he can put down the hammer, as he would say. You know, yeah. hammer time. That and there's a reason for that. It might sound a bit cringy and it might sound a bit like, yeah, whatever, but he can really drive. He can drive yeah. very well. Like the best on the grid, in my opinion, if he's got the machine. Yeah. Unstoppable power. I, I've always, power. I just always think, I think the thing that Hamilton now, like, is, is to find the motivation. I've, I've said, once you've won that kind of caliber of championship seven times, then I think, it, it, I always refer to, like, the best example that a guy co that completely went off the rails is to compare him to what McGregor did. Like, guy that comes from nothing, goes up, wins everything, uh, double champ gets all the money and now he's sitting on his Lambo yacht in Monaco doing but no, nothing there's no, this drive is not there anymore to to be a world champion in fighting and I think Lewis has kind of lost that as well and it, it's been on a slow decline especially I think that that whole Max him controversy really gave him a knock it really knocked these yeah. confidence a bit and since then he's just not been on it and I mean it's the same guy same same scenario and everything like that. Same team. The car's gotten better. And he's just not there. Even George Russell is outperforming him. And I mean, to, to lose that. And I think he just wanted a breath of fresh air, look for new space, try and see if he can end his career. Because like, he's not the after Ferrari. He's going to drive off into the sunset. There's no way or shape that he's going to continue on. Yeah. So... I think it might go two ways this year, where he would want to go eight titles with Toto because I think they have that good relationship, and I think Toto and him like to have said, okay, dude, let's let's do send it this year, let's send you off with like a, a nice W after your name, uh, like that, then make it eight for with 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 Mercedes and get to get you to Ferrari and make it nine. Like, who knows? But I really think he's motivated this year to prove a point. Um, so it can either go proving a point or it can go 
you know what, I'm just going to cruise and like a holiday cruise and make sure that George, like support George in their sense for this year. So George can go and fight um, Ferrari and Red Bull and see if they can't make a difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's probably what's going to happen in my opinion as well. They won't neglect Lewis, but they're not going to invest all everything into him. I mean, he's leaving the team. What? That's not a sensible business move. You no. know? Like that doesn't make that doesn't make sense. But I mean, this is now all semantics and politics and us speculating and yeah. wondering. <laughs> but yeah. So I mean, let's 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 just do like a little thing. I want to. So this this weekend is the first race. Yeah. The second of March, mm. and I see the race is a Saturday, which is strange yes. for me because. Formula One is is historically and religiously on a Sunday. It's F1 Sundays. That's when my family knows that they should not bother me. And I have got, I dish all work and all efforts to do anything productive except to watch my Formula One. So now I'm, I need to reschedule my calendar and that buggers with everything. Okay. I mean, you, we spoke about it, but you mentioned that you, I don't want to say you got the answer, but you know why. What's the story there? Yeah. So, so, okay. It's funny that you mentioned religiously, you watched it on there. So it's it's actually a religious reason why uh, the race is at Munich. And it's not only Bahrain, but it's a Saudi one as well, because it's currently the Islamic holy month of Ramadan. So, and it starts, uh, it starts on Sunday. So that's why this, um, this race is now. And it's on Sunday. Yes, yes, yes. So, so that's not, so now it's moved. So basically, um, free practice starts on Thursday and then it leads up to the race. There's no sprint race or anything. It's normal qualifying, normal race, but the race on Sunday and, and it's, it's, yeah, and on Saturday. And the same with the Saudi Grand Prix. Saudi also starts on Thursday. And the only reason why they're doing it th- that as well, because the FIA rules state that there must be seven days between the start and the start off the 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 start off like the thursday and the thursday that's why it's 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 not like that and the same now the other thing that's also changing is las vegas also joining them it's a normal race but it's joining them that the race is on a uh, saturday because um international viewing times um they now with drive to survive and all these things that they like getting more viewership and all that and like having people stay up to three o'clock in the morning to watch the start of the F1 race is, is not going to generate numbers, especially in Europe. So, and, and it's on Vegas. So, so the Vegas um, Grand Prix, that's a, it, it mixes with the time zones of the European side. So they're having the race on that. And it's to me, it's actually a good thing that they're starting to think of these things, like because it's not just like, like I, I, I know I've got a few Aussie mates that always complain because the races are either in Europe or America. And then some, like maybe like now with Japan and Malaysia and those races, they get a bit of a grace period, whether it's an action out of a decent time. Mm-hmm. But the Aussie market doesn't watch, the, doesn't follow the F1 that religiously. It's like diehard fans that wake up at 2, 3 in the morning to see the start of a Sunday GP yeah. and to make sure that it's in. Or they watch it so late in the afternoon or so late at night that it's, that it's like completely like people don't don't watch it at that time of yes. uh, of night. So it's always at a weird time. So yeah. that the FI go, okay. hey, we're trying to expand our audience here. Let's let's maybe play start playing around with the dates and times and stuff. Yeah, to, yeah, obviously to look after the viewership. I mean, the viewership is important. Though. I mean, this there, yeah. those are numbers that they really look after. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Like you get you get three hundred and three hundred thousand people over a weekend at a race. But if you, the viewership online is millions 
And if you don't cater the viewership and that, that's also, but now like for instance, the, the Saturday race, I think I'm not a hundred percent sure what time the race starts, but I believe the race starts at like 6am or the Las Vegas race or something like that, something weird like that. And I'm like, okay, but that's also super weird for your fans that's coming to Las Vegas. Those people are probably coming out of the casino drunk as hell and then walking straight into their fun race. I just keep it off straight. Uh, like walking exactly. into the next party. But that's not uh, but that's the Vegas race you're referring to. That's starting. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Las Vegas race. Yeah. yeah, look, I think it's all based on getting everybody, getting to like accommodate most of the people and, you know, all of that stuff. I think that's quite important. That's something that Pretty people need to like. They need to get that viewership. That's very important. And uh, I think what, what we can do from our side is also we'll share the times that it's available in South Africa. So I think yeah, what we yeah. can do is that we'll, we can make a post. Um, yeah, if you guys follow along, you can see the post on Instagram and Facebook. Um, we'll post the times of the, with the South African time zones of when the racing is and what time the practice is, qualifying is, and everything so you don't miss it at it's all as let me usual. It's still live on DSTV. You can still go and watch it live on DSTV. And this is not a complete side note, a complete tangent. You can actually now buy DSTV access and have <laughs> access to the DSTV app. And I think it's 150 bucks. You buy, and then you can watch. Yeah, then you can watch the F1 live on your smart TV. You download the DSTV app. You log in with your details, and you can you can watch. You can watch DSTV. They only give you that specific channel, yeah, that like that segment. Yes, like that. You pay to yeah. watch only the Formula One. That's it. Well, yeah, no, you, well, you can watch, you can watch whatever um, like other channels and stuff as well. There's a few other channels. I don't think it's the full bouquet that you can watch. I don't think it's uh, every channel yeah. on this TV. But the the, the sport channels, I, I remember I got it for for instance for the UFC because like the STV Star Pros shows the other uh, the UFC fights live. And you can then go on and watch it live. So then you can do the same with F1. I mean, um, you don't have to go buy Decoded and get the subscription and whatever. You can pay 150 bucks, or you can do the next best thing is then go to your local pub, make sure that they 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 are showing the F1, and then you know, Bob's your uncle. You can watch it from there. Yeah, our local places here by us that generally streams the Formula One is Lucha mm -hmm. Race Bar. You know, that's, that's here out in Edenville in, in Gauteng in the East End. Yeah. Um, and I know a couple of places in Victoria also do a lot of streaming of the Formula One. As yeah. Well. So, that's a big thing. Uh, well, well, they, they have big watch parties. Friends, they, I mean, that's generally yeah. the best way to do it anyway. You can exactly stay And most of the times it's around lunchtime, so you can have a nice meal as well. 100%. So, okay, since you, to give a, a nice little, not, not roundup, but like a summary of what our mission is for the year and then what the, what the plan is going forward and where people can catch us and stuff like that. Um, maybe like say, yeah, let's, let's just give a, if you give a little explanation of what, uh, paddock to podium entails and then, uh, obviously what our, what our mission is for the year. Well, I mean, from my perspective, paddock to podium is just, we want to do a recap after every single race. So. This weekend, we've got the Bahrain Grand Prix. Um, it's a Saturday. If I recall, I think it's 5 o'clock or 4.30 is the race. I'm not I'm not entirely sure. I can't recall now. But yeah. And then from our side, is we would like, we're going to watch the race and then do a bit of a recap and then talk about the racing and talk about mm -hmm. the Formula 1 and do a bit of in-depth reviews after each round and, 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 and just like move forward, you know, like have a bit of a conversation, talk to people, get some guests on, you know, uh, um, I don't want to call it a traditional podcast because it's, it probably won't be that. We'll probably try and like, we're going to do something different and 
and just chat to people here and there and then give a nice recap and our opinions over the formula one of south yep. africa yeah, in south yep. africa and then hopefully by 2026 if all goes well we'd get our own race in south africa you know like this is all this is all part of growing growing the sport and growing the and then the seed growing the audience to enjoy formula one in our country as well because yeah. i mean why listen to someone overseas when you can to listen to some local blue yeah you know, sitting Talking some nonsense in your own language. I mean, that's that's the best part of it. That's that's the whole idea. So yeah, I just wanted to get from my side. I want to get my my passion for Formula One out there, mm -hmm. and then talk to people about it. You know, like get people more involved and so forth. Back in the day, like it did say ten years ago, it was a struggle. No one watched Formula One. Nobody. Yeah. But I watched Formula One. And then all of a sudden, Drive to Survive came out, and then everybody started watching Formula One and how cool it is all of a sudden. Meanwhile, I've been watching that stuff since I was a lighty. Most of the people that watch Formula One now will never know what a true V10 sounds like. You know, like, don't know, what, well, no, don't know what 18,500 RPM sounds like on a, on a track. I mean, I, I was never privileged enough to go there. My dad, on the other hand, he was privileged enough to go to a couple of like couple of Formula One races. Um, you know, Malaysia. He went to the Aussie Grand Prix. Talking about like that's quite ironic that the fan base is low. So, but he went there, the Brazilian Grand Prix, and then he also went to the Sepang Circuit in Malaysia. So he did a couple of cool ones as well as Spain and Barcelona. And he always told me, he said, if you wanna, if you wanna like, if you wanna have a party. You go to Spain and Barcelona to 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 have a party. That's the Formula One party at Central. Like you have it your yeah. way. But I, yeah, for I me, it's like imagine. I would. I I mean, personally, if I could have my way, I'd love to go watch a race in in person. And then mm -hmm. we sit there and we do a podcast from there. That would be the thickest thing ever. Just exactly. So yeah, that's the that's the end goal. For now, it's all about just sharing. I shared my journey and talking to you about formula one the passion that i enjoy um and not just across all the time you know it can yeah. be something else as well i mean this is something i really enjoy i really like it i've got memorabilia that is very very old of, of like so yeah i'm i have a passion for this a lot though no same same on my side dude. and and the, I'm, I'm encouraging comments like jesse over there with his factory 450 sounds better like uh yeah, like, have you ever heard a, 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 v, a V10 F1 car, dude? Like, those, those, those YZs, I, I don't, I'll say that your yes. YZs sound amazing. Like, you know, especially if you like revving it, doing it like a Barsha style over the jumps and that. But, uh, yes, there's very little things that can compare to the V10, V10 F1 sounds. But, yeah. but like you said, I want, we, we're doing specifically the live is to get people to come on here, inter interact and provide their comments because, um, but this nation's parties better. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen what goes on with those parties. Uh. <laughs> I, I've seen those parties, but you can't compare. I mean, a Formula One race has you. you uh, 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 I think Barcelona, you can easily knock like three hundred thousand people into that place. So I don't think yeah. this nation's party is that big. Yeah, <laughs> no, definitely. But but uh, getting people to interact with it, providing their opinions, and 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 just building the community of stuff like that i think it, it's 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 perfect way to interact with our audience it's and then afterwards if you want to go listen to the the full podcast um on there i think it'll be perfect 
Yeah, Jesse, we'll, we'll actually later on do more lives where we will mm-hmm. add people on there. So, so if you now become a regular audience member of the Paddock to Podium, uh, and then, then we'll definitely add you and get you get yeah, you involved in there. We want to hear your five cents of who you're supporting and stuff. But yeah, at the moment, we want to try and do a little catch-up of Drive to Survive, get everyone excited, do like a test run for the podcast, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and to just share our passion. That's that's my main focus. I, I love talking about the about F1. Like I have a few a few mates that we always like share F1 stuff with and everything like that. So so yeah. But uh, no, no, don't worry, JC. We go have, go check it. Go check. Sorry, go like our reels so far. They just did like I have added JC to the chat. Uh, he's right here. He's on my wall. You must have lied. Yeah. He's here. He's there. No. no. Uh, like I, I agree it's, it's to share our passion and to have mm-hmm. and and to chat about it and just like and you know get people get get people like interested in in the sport and you know that's it's an important i think it's important for us to to be the the advocates mm-hmm. for this so it's it's a good day our lives i mean as you were saying now this is just a little introduction of of mm-hmm. what we are and what we saw on draft to survive and that the championship from last year you know leading up to it to to this year talking about draft to survive and all that now um, something I noticed, I'm sure you also noticed, and very, very, very little Max Verstappen footage in yeah. the in the drive survive season. I eh? like not a lot of focus on that. And on the one hand, I I understand it. On the other hand, I also don't understand it. Um, just purely based on the fact that so on the one from the one side is like, oh, who really cares? Because at, at now at this point, people are, are sort of losing that 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 grasp or that 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 feeling towards Max because they're just dominating so, so much. It feels like it's a one, it's a one man, it's a one man show at the moment. And it's a bit, it's getting a bit monotonous, Mm. but I mean, I hope that the guys are going to bring their business and I hope that the guys from other teams are going to bring some improvements, you know, like this, it's very, I I really hope so. I want them to like, like perform and compete. I want guys like Charles to compete and be able to, you know, to be in the fight. I mean, last year I was just thinking, Last year, those guys had the worst luck ever. That car just didn't last. Eh? The reliability factor of that Ferrari was something, something to to really like be concerned about. Guys sitting in first place yeah. and then the car just breaks. So eh? you know, like man, that must really suck for a driver. Can you imagine? No. No. The, 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 I think what what I, I think what we all will see is is having like a proper battle up front like having not knowing who's going to win not knowing what's going to happen if the if it's going to be the lando if it's going to be piastri and you were saying about the lack of footage of max i i really think okay first of all max we all know max is not a fan of drive to survive he's he's he wants to go race and he doesn't like social media he doesn't like any of the above and so I, I kind of get why he wants to stay off socials because he also he's also the type of driver that wants to come and win everything and then ride off into the sunset and no one sees him. He's not going to be the guy that's going to be the presenter on this show or that show or anything. So he doesn't like that type of attention. And you can see how awkward he is when he gets the attention from the media. And obviously he won how many, 19 races last year. So he got a lot of attention. So I think in a sense... Um, the, the the guys are, are really like the one to showcase the other guys more because new people only see the top runners. They don't know about uh, Kevin Magnuson or uh, yeah, uh, Nico Hulkenberg or Pierre Gasly or Esteban Ocon or Yuki Sagnoda. 
any, any of those guys. So once you start like humanizing them and putting a face on that guy, so when you hear their name, when you hear Yuki Sonoda, you see like a short little Japanese dude and, and, the, and then he's cursing and, and all those stuff that you learn that personality on that good one. Yeah, short, 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 palatable for any fan to associate to them and, and, and actually like start getting favorites and but like I said I, I really want Ferrari to to pull up their socks I want um, I, I want a battle between Red Bull Mercedes McLaren Aston Martin the up front I think yeah. those guys can all fight the in front and uh, that's the guy that's out for those are the top four teams in my opinion I mean there's there's no one really else that I think that could bring the that can bring the heat you know, like I don't think Haas has a competitive car. I no, not State F one probably is not. Um but like you're saying, like Red Bull, uh, um Mercedes, McLaren and Aston. Those are gonna be the four to watch this year. I think that's gonna be that's gonna be something to definitely keep an eye on. Lando wants it. He's been wanting it for the last two years, three years. He's really really wants it though. Yeah. And I think if you if you give him half an opportunity, he's going to take it this year. You you not not the championship like a win or two. I think yeah. he still hasn't had his first win. I'd love to see the papaya with Lando on P one. That'd be amazing. Exactly. As not true it. as a true red as a true red Ferrari fan, I would still like to see that because I yeah. I think Lando also deserves it. He's been right. He's been driving very well, mm. very consistent. You know, like he's just. He, I really hope that I can get a break. He needs to move. He needs to like make a move somewhere. You, I don't know. But so just like now, I'm thinking about it now. So now let's say now now it's 2024. And now I'm I'm like jumping ahead of everything. Lewis leaves. Where does what does that leave for 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 Mercedes? Who are they going to choose? Surely not. See, ya. surely not. No, uh, uh, Mick, Mick, uh, Mick signed with uh, with another endurance racing, the World Endurance Championship. There, so I think he's racing there full time. I'm not sure what his schedule looks like. I know he's racing there this year, and but I think that, that so that rumor has it that that, that either Perez or um, Carlos would fill that seat because they they're looking for and they're looking for a Dio. They're looking for they don't like most teams look for a lead driver. And then uh, someone yeah. to back up. They're looking for two guys that can fight in front. And because what what does it help you? You have a driver that's way ahead of the back, and then your second tier driver is seventh, eighth, ninth. He has zero effect on the teams be able to win a, a constructors championship. And that's what makes Mercedes um, so powerful. Is they've always had two drivers that can go up there and fight, fight for the championship and that. The yes, they get a development driver in and they, they but that guy hits the ground running. I mean, um, Russell Bailey left Williams and then he was like hitting the ground running on, on, on Mercedes and he was like, like up there with Lewis because of yeah. the fast car. So that's what I think Mercedes like. They don't, they don't, they're not looking for a second tier driver, a Logan Sargent to maybe come in and maybe, or Nick DeFries to come back and maybe do something. They're looking for, okay, well, we in trouble here. We're looking for a driver that we know if we can give him a reliable car, he can come and do it. And, and Perez can do it. Carlos Sainz could do it. Yeah. yeah I mean, deliver with, if they've got a reliable car, they yeah. can deliver. Yeah. They can deliver. Exactly. And, 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 and 
I went off on a tangent. No, no, no. You were spilling that. So, so you were you still mentioning something I'm trying to recall. Uh, um, no, but I lost it. But it's exactly like we, we need to, like, this is like kind of topics of conversation that everyone thinks about and like people need to provide their input. Like what is, what is, what do, what do people think will be the perfect candidate to step in there? Because for instance, we know McLaren has signed up. Both the Lando and Piastri signed long-term deals with them. They stuck. They 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 have stuck there. Um, Lonzo is not moving away from from Aston Martin. That's his goal. That's his golden ticket to drive off into the sunset in a nice yeah. Aston Martin and have live a lucky, happy life, and still have a job afterwards as as a development or something consultant at Aston Martin. Um, Lance Stroll will never be able to fill those shoes. Like yeah, he, he, like if he it wasn't for. Well, that's uh, like I say, he's he's never going to be a Mercedes driver, and I highly think his dad will let him move in any the sense. And then to speak about uh, the Williams drivers, like Logan Sargent and those guys, like those guys, I don't think Mercedes is looking for another gamble. They're looking for certainty, someone to back George to go and win, or yes. someone that can step in and disrupt the whole game and be a new championship winner. So I think I think that's uh, that's the ball they have. I think. Your first statement is better is to go and support George. I think they're looking for a support driver for George because that's that's going to be their number one contender. Not better than George, but just a driver that can help him when as help them win another yeah. constructors championship. George like, win the the drivers like and then Alonso, like, like somebody like an Alonso, a Yoda, a Yoda towards a younger driver to support and everything. Exactly. I mean, that's something he does very well. I remember early in the year, like earlier last year, mid season. There was also a race, and Lance is still radioed. And they're like, "Yeah, tell um, tell Lance that there's something or something on the corner there, and he must take a bit of a wider exit or something. There's more traction, and mm-hmm. you can pick up more speed." I mean, the guy's racing against him, and he's telling, he's giving him a point there, you know, but race like, oh, just don't forget, you know, while you're in the race, let me just give you a tip, and I'll just drink on my, I don't know, whatever he drinks is for, whatever he likes to drink, just yeah. sipping around that. Just watch out for that over there. What did you yeah. I gotta love that guy. Yeah. No, that's awesome. We, no, but I'm, I'm super. Yeah. Lonzo was five years old and Alonso was celebrating championships. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Crazy. But I'm, I'm super, super stoked and excited for this season. I really think, um, yeah, I think we're in for another cracker of a season. I like, I, I think there's so many competitors there that can step up and, and, and challenge Max and, and give him a little bit of a run for his money. I and, did, um, yeah. did you have you seen any of the times for for Bahrain and so forth? Have you have you seen anything yet? I've been like yeah, searching too much. Yeah, so 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 far the times look good. I mean, the um, rebels obviously still ahead, and uh, and uh, okay, uh, McLaren had their issues with the cars and stuff. They had a clutch issue and then a fuel tank issue. So they they the the only team that had less laps than them was Williams. So they didn't do enough laps. So that's why I'm like, can, can McLaren just from the start of the season catch a break here yeah, and just like be competitive off the bat? Um, everyone else, see, the, the, the problem is like everyone else has their own issues. For instance, like uh, let's say, uh, like I don't, no one outright went and said what they were testing. But for instance, it's like McLaren uh, or Mercedes went and like, okay, but they know from the design they have a, side pod issue they're not going to focus too much on getting the fastest laps times they want to test the 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 side pods and make sure that's fine and um what was he saying uh, the the new team boss for Haas he was saying Bahrain is one of the perfect tracks for them to test because last year 
they had tire degradation um, problems where they just lose the rear end the whole time and the car wasn't competitive and that's why they were the back of the back. So Bahrain with like being a more uh, like a hotter track and being able to like actually push the tires, that was their perfect testing scenario because they could actually go and test their tires, which was which was awesome. Like, I mean, that's perfect um, to know that the guys are focusing on that and not focused on lap times. And the funny part of all is, they uh, Max obviously was on top of the time charts and stuff like that, but Max was still like winning, like, but apparently to some GPS data, Max was still holding back. And uh, they were saying, like he was saying in interviews, that the better car, the best car, just got better. So that's a scary thought, knowing that they they were four seconds ahead of everyone in the and overall times on over, over the three days, and they were still sandbagging. And I'm like, this that's now, crazy. But this is not exactly what happened with with back of the day when when Lewis also just won all his championships. At some point, the FIA are going to step in and say, you know what, we need to drastically change the the, the rules just so that we can see racing again because I mean if Max gets out in front just goes goodbye yep. everybody the strategy works the car works the driver is fast mm -hmm. then you've got a this a winning recipe and yeah it's cool I mean it's it's cool that he wins and everything but it's not it's much cool as seeing a close race I mean mm -hmm. it's much much more exciting for that so yeah. you know like that's now what's gonna happen they're gonna they're gonna change some design thing again, mm -hmm. and then the same thing will just happen. The the guy that jumps on the design the fastest, he will just mm -hmm. dominate the quickest. And as soon as you start dominating, then it's just a snowball effect from there. I just don't know how they're gonna stop that. They need, and, and I mean, it's almost like they need to ban Adrian Huey, and because he's the problem, you know, <laughs> he's yeah. not, he he creates a problem by creating a very very good car, you know, like it's mm -hmm. it's crazy. So something i'm like i'm worried about because i don't want that monotonous i don't want the same max Verstappen wins 23 races in one season i mean and they, they, no, they're leaving no. there's nothing left for formula one after that i don't want that to happen i'm a i'm a like old school follow and i don't want that no Does luke saying the comments no was no I, I, I agree with you 100 they like the dominance factor is there and uh like there was in doctors about toto was uh toto and susie wolf was talking about um the, the the like breaking that that dominance chain because like we we had like every every time there's like a reigning champion there was like a michael schumacher lewis hamilton and now max is starting off his thing so I get it. Like he needs to be able to to to, to go on and win eight championships if he wants to, and if he needs to do that. Um, I just want it to be a fight for that. Um, yes. In that sense, like yes, he's dominant driver and stuff like that. And maybe maybe we'll see someone step up. Maybe we won't. Like I want him to win. I'd like to all get a degree. I like he's he is quick. There's no one been faster than him since like since that last um, championship in Abu Dhabi. He's been winning. He's got a, a great car. Everything is working and like wishing ill on like Red Bull and stuff like that for them to not be able to competitive. I just want everyone else to step up their game. I want Lando to challenge him. Like we, we go this weekend and we're not sure if it's going to be Lando, Biastri or Charles or even Lewis stepping up or Checo. Flippin', why is Checo not going to be in there? Like he needs to come and come to the party and fight with them and it could be... Imagine six cars, like not now. We have with the with the super the supercross. We have like ten guys that can at any day win the win the race on the day. And we want. I want personally. I want that and and that. I would rather see 
55 laps of Max and uh, Max sweating and Christian Warner like not sure what's going to happen and like the pit stops is a bit. Now it's like because everyone, if everyone, if Max starts and, and leads and everyone gets, uh, they get their pit stops right, then it's fair game. They wins the race. But if we can get a competitive battle where like Max needs to pull ahead and like Lando's trying to keep up with them and then Perez comes yes. in and he causes a little bit of this and then all of a sudden Daddy Rick comes flying past or whatever, that would be the ideal scenario to watch. And it is like a, it's a dream, dream world that we're aiming for. But I mean, the, the, the fact is, I, I don't think it's impossible if these teams actually just pull up their socks and, 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 and start, like, start putting money where their mouths is and then go for it and then have reliable cars. I'm, that's my concern. I want a field full of, let's say, at least five or six teams that have reliable cars that can make it and challenge the Red Bulls at this stage. Yeah, that can at least challenge them. Yes. That's what I would also, I would, I'd also want that. Just, just a bit of a challenge. I don't think, I don't think, sorry, I don't think they'll run away with it, but there's definitely like just a challenge, just to compete there with them, you know, put yeah. pressure on them. If they don't execute well, then they're going to lose the race, you know, that type of scenario. I would love 100%. to see that. That's, that's the, the, that's if we could all, if we're all grown ups, that'd be amazing. Yeah, exactly. But I think that's now the perfect way to 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 end the the, the first the first podcast yeah. and get into a nice little. We both super excited, and we hope everyone else is super excited for the first race. Yeah. Um, just a reminder: it is on Saturday, so don't miss the qualifying that happens on this. That's gonna well, um, it's gonna yeah. Uh, free practice is starting tomorrow, Thursday, 29th, and then it goes all the way through to to Saturday where the race is. We will on the Paddock to Podium page and Facebook and Instagram and on the stories and on the day, we'll remind you uh, what the times are yeah, well, for the races. Give us a Exactly. Give us a follow there. Um, support the channel. We'll try and keep you up, uh, guys up with that and comment on there. If we have a certain opinion on something and you don't agree, let us know. Let's let's see if we can grow this no. F1 community yeah. and do something to- cool. If you want us to discuss something in particular, I mean, don't don't forget to to comment. I mean, we'll yeah. we will gladly discuss it and voice our opinions. And you know, like you might not like our opinion, but you'll get it nevertheless. So it's okay. But yeah, we will glad, gladly gladly have a chat about that. No, awesome, dude. No, thanks, thanks everyone for joining, and uh, super stoked on the first episode. And now looking forward to the Bahrain Grand Prix. Yeah, one time. Yeah, keep our look out for our socials. All the info will be there, and then hundred percent. Then we'll chat to everybody next week again, man. After the race, we can do a bit of a race recap. After the race, you'll see us again. Yeah, one time. Cool, cool. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Cheers, bye.